Coming up in this episode of the KitCast, control a robot with squares, a cube for all your mobile needs, and clear ice. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KitCast. Hey everybody, it is time for the KitCast, the podcast where we go out, find crowdfunding projects, and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I am KT Data, one of your hosts, and joining me is a man that he not only inspires adult age students no he goes one more step and inspires high school students to go <laughs> and further their education the one and only drew tyler how are you doing today my friend <laughs> better late than ever um yes i'm inspiring apparently it's the goatee that i'm growing this right here five weeks worth of inspiration what, was that in the q a it's like how long did it take you to grow that well it's been funny this last week it went from are you trying to grow a goatee to people actually saying like, Oh, you have, you have a little goatee. Like it's changed from like, are you trying to like care, but it's still not good. Like, like you can see, like there's some gaps in there. Pretty big gaps. I, I should be done. I should really just quit because between you and me and the rest of the world, it's cutting into my love life. Yeah, that, that that was the other question I was going to ask is, uh, how does the wife like it? Cause I, I just wanted to know that once once every couple of years I can I can do it and I get so far. Just, just make sure I, everything's still working right. Just, just honey, so I'm just fun. checking the pump. I'm just checking the plumbing to make sure it's good. I want to make sure I have all the pieces and parts. No, it's still scruffy and it's hard and coarse and it doesn't come in very full. I, I should just give up. I should just know by now that it's not going to happen. I, I think but, you've I think you've committed. You you gotta you gotta you gotta run it out run run its course, I, man. You you've committed. You've run it. You need to run its course, and then like nine you, more days. And then you also, when you phase it out, it's not a one-step process either. You need to phase it out in different multitudes. So you, you, the mustache. yeah, you know, and just go go around like that for a day and see how you feel, and then just you know keep trimming it down. I wonder. I should. I don't want to play with it. <laughs> see, I'm telling you. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm done. All right. So if this is your first time watching the show, first of all, welcome and. Yes, the show is not us giving facial hair advice at all. That's, but it could be. If but, you want that show, we'll do that. With yeah, if you, if you want to, we'll, we'll do that. Um, oh, and uh, you're getting Asian advice in the chat room that you need to be using conditioner. <laughs> so you're not using enough conditioner. See, you can learn a lot of things on the show. But uh, Drew, I'm always glad to hang out with you because it's always fun. I saw you the most recent time I saw you. You premiered a, a documentary. And I was just like, that's awesome. Um, I can't believe I did it. <laughs> so, and you've shown it more times than this, too. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it to show up right next to um, – so you, I'm going to see Ken Burns' Civil War and then <laughs> Windows, Windows of Change just right next there. And I'm going to be like, yeah, I like, I like both of these, but there's one that I like more than the other. And, you know. <laughs> and it's not Ken Burns. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty close. I'm going to put it on Amazon Prime as my as my hope, and then I'm looking at a couple of festivals. But within, hopefully before the end of the year, it'll be available to watch on, online through Amazon. Yep. And then after that, I'm just going to be looking through my Final Cut effects for the Drew Tyler effect. Because <laughs> 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 that's the next step, right? You get your own transition named after you? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be just like, it'll, there'll be a Ken Burns effect, and then right next to it will be a Drew Tyler, and it'll be like... I don't know which. which <laughs> I'll figure out what it looks like. <laughs> you got to figure out your style. 
Um, all right. So before we actually jump into our project tonight, we actually have some interesting, interesting news that's happened. Um, so have, have you heard of th- this first one? I don't know if you've heard of it yet. So about two years ago, we actually mentioned on this show that Kickstarter had bought a music subscription kind of service. So not like a streaming music subscription. It's more like musicians can set up subscriptions that people can sign up for. And they bought right, it right. almost two years ago, and we didn't hear anything about it. It just seemed like they just bought it, let it kind of run on its own side. But they've actually recently announced that Drip, which is what they call it, and the more I think uh-huh. about it is I'm not the biggest fan of the name. <laughs> um, so <it's, laughs> Drip is a bad yeah. thing. So instead of shutting that down, they have actually opened it up to be a subscription service for everybody. So a lot of people have heard about like Patreon and some of those other sites like that, right? Whereas Kickstarter is kind of one big project. Patreon is more of a subscription model. And that's what Drip's going to be. Um, and I like how they put down that uh, Drip is... Um, so it says, just as artists, authors, game designers, musicians, and filmmakers use Kickstarter to fund and build community around their projects, Drip is a tool for people to fund and build community around their ongoing creative projects. So Wow. I've been talking about this and I really should get off my butt that our show makes more sense to be on something like drip or Patreon mm-hmm. than to be on Kickstarter because we've been doing this for five, six years now. Yeah, <laughs> so, really. It's, it's episodic and we can convince people that we're worth like 50 cents a show. Like we can, we can pay your hosting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is the inter- interesting thing about it is they've tried to make it a little bit different. And I love what they've done about this is that it's fully portable. So they're not going to trap you in the drip platform if you want to leave. And if you want to come in, they're going to help you actually import and export all of that. Cause that, that that's what they're like, Hey, you're the creator. So you're going to be in charge of your community and we don't want to pigeonhole you into just using our stuff if you don't want to. Um, and then the other thing is they have like a founders membership. So you can actually set a time period where people can sign up and they'll be considered founder status. And you can offer different perks and stuff to those people for being first on the scene and helping, you know, get your, your, your drip off the ground. Um, so, uh, so I I mean, because Patreon has been doing it so well and they've been growing so well, it feels like Kickstarter, you know, relaunching and opening up drip in this way feels like, I mean, it's direct competition, but it makes me just go, wow, now you have to choose. They can't just be like, hey, you're doing an episodic. You should you should look at Patreon. Now I have to be like, here are, two, here are multiple options. Yeah, and they, they mentioned right now it's invite only, but early in 2018, okay. they're actually going to open it up for everybody else. So they're kind of just, okay. they want to get a good base to be good examples on, on, on their platform and then build it. That makes that. sense. But so as somebody who has done the Patreon thing, does anything in Drip like entice you to switch over? I like the founding member idea, and and it can be you know like um, you know we're starting in a month. Get get on board, get ready, help us get rolling because I I like that forward momentum. Um, I'm not sure how much I love right now the the design of everything. I have to explore a little bit more on how they're designing these things. Is it similar to Patreon where you where you have like posts and updates and things that you can say, okay, hey, this week this is for people that are, you know, Patreons at this level. 
or is it just kind of an all or nothing? Not, I wonder how they're doing. Uh, that's the that's the other weird thing is they don't like provide a lot of that information. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you know about that where it's like, um, okay, I get the general idea, but give me some of the more nuts and bolts and I'm there's not a lot of that. Like you can't tell. And I wonder maybe if that comes in 2018 when they do open it up for people to join in that they can, that they'll be like, okay, here's the creator side. Here's what you need to know. Yeah. And so, so while we're here, like you, have you noticed Kickstarter's kind of revamped their website and stuff? And how do you, how do you like this new design? I'm a little. Where are you at on? I'm a little bit on the fence about it. It's okay, okay. <laughs> you know where it, it like the front page now just seems way too busy for my liking. Um, and it used to be it used to be pretty yeah. pretty clean, but now it feels like it's, it feels a lot pretty cluttered to me. Almost like a like a. CNN or like you know not, you know like a, like a news site where it's like this and the Drudge Report aren't that far apart from each other. And yeah, <laughs> so, yep. and I, I did I, I did like the clean. Yeah, and the color of the logo right now with how it has it, it looks just like blobs now instead of Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like, yeah. It, like it's melting right as opposed to being. It used to be a little more sharp. I am surprised. I have to say I'm with you that I feel like this is. A really uh, strange move. It almost feels that they brought it out of kind of an artistic, minimalistic like appreciation into something more for the masses. Like they, I mean, like they're aiming for this idea of like, okay, well, we get more, we get more traffic and more people. This is what will look like for them. Yep. All right. So that's drip. If you guys want to check it out, the one thing I do like is their URL is way cool. It's d dot r i p. That is. <laughs> That's a cool cool. URL. All right, so jumping from the Kickstarter side to the Indiegogo side, this is is another interesting thing where it's really interesting to see the split between these two companies. They both do crowdfundings, but they do it in a different method. So Indiegogo has announced a partnership with Ingram Microcommerce, and what Ingram Microcommerce specializes in is in distribution. So and the logistics that help with that. So it's always that you know we talk about it on the show all the time that that last step, sending your stuff out, getting it to your you know your backers and stuff, is always the difficult part. So yeah. what what they're doing is you can partner up with these guys, and uh, so what you get is if you work with them, you get their they I guess they got a pretty good deal or a rate uh, Indiegogo preferred pricing on fulfillment, shipping services, packaging, warehousing solutions. And as well as a suite of commerce enablement and growth services, um, which which is pretty cool. And then the other cool part is if you launch a project on Indiegogo, you get a complimentary consultation with these guys. So you can decide if they actually work with you or not. And it seems like all the partners that Indiegogo has partnered with over the years, you can do that with all of them. Um, So like, how, how do you, how do you feel about where Indiegogo is, they're trying to be the one-stop solution. They, they want to help you from before yeah. you launch a project all the way to the end, and they've made these partnerships. So you're like, hey, these are our trusted partners that we have that you can use and help your project be more successful in whatever stage you're in versus Kickstarter, which is still more hands-off. And I, and I, it's interesting because I think what they're what they're doing is making themselves available to some more of those. I mean, you, I've been there. I've been a part of companies that say, hey, what's this crowdfund thing? We should try it. And so by doing this, Indiegogo basically entices those maybe less 
uh, maybe not entrepreneurial is maybe not the right word, but maybe it is. Maybe they're being the one-stop shop. They, they've got this kind of, you know, no, they're guide rails, right? There's this, this is stuff to help you all the way along. And so somebody that is maybe not risk adverse, they'll be like, oh, well, if we go with this route, they'll help us and hold our hand and get us all the way through. And we have all that help where like you're saying, Kickstarter kind of says hands off. You can come and use our crowd. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll give you some advice, but it's not, yeah. it's not as extensive as Indiegogo is. There's is like all the way along the chain, right? There's is like beginning to end. You have some options and helps all the way along. Yeah. And it's like, you have this question about this. We know a guy that can help you. You got a question about this. We know we, you know, we, we have the resources to help you with that. Where Kickstarter, right. I, think, I think it's like with Kickstarter, mostly it's just right before you launch where yeah. some, somebody's giving you that advice. Um, so like I, I, I think this is interesting and this is I feel like Indiegogo's trying to be more of that giant platform and it, I I don't know if they're pulling more people or over, but I've noticed ever since they've they've made some changes in how you sort projects and stuff, I've found mm. more quality projects on Indiegogo compared to how before they made that change. Like prep the hardest part of the show now is prepping for the sack of the week because I have a hard time finding bad projects because they've kind of filter that out and tried to elevate the level of the projects more. Interesting. I think, I think you're right. Like I think we've seen, um, definitely, definitely the market, like the marketability, the visibility, seen that a lot more. Yep. All right. So now it is time for our kick shouts, which are Twitter link shout outs. Um, and we have two this week. One of them, I really want you guys to go back a lot because i want it to happen um, <laughs> i know but, it's just, but, i know this is but so but our first one is called carwink and it is the world's first car device allowing you to communicate with other drivers through animation or emojis like <laughs> that is it's a device you stick on the back of your car and it's a little screen and you can put emojis on it and change it to stuff what <laughs> so like if what? So say you're you're at a stop a crosswalk and somebody's crossing, you can show a picture of a guy crossing the crosswalk so the person behind you knows that's going on or if they change <laughs> lanes and somebody let you in, you can put a thumbs up or a thank you on the back. I I don't know that I would take the time, but I guess if I had a co-pilot that was willing to do that, then maybe, maybe it, it's voice controlled. So you can have oh. Siri or whatever do it while the app's open. Wow. So wow. yeah, that's, that's, that's the other thing. All right. So, and then for our other project, this is the one that I think all of you guys should go back at least a dollar. If you guys remember Jason, Howell, we've interviewed him before on the show, his uh, music project is called yellow gold and it's been over two years since he released his last album. Mm-hmm. And I am super stoked that he's finally had this one set to go. Um, and instead of doing our normal kick shots, I'm going to just give you a sample of the music because really that's what matters, right?
right, that's that. Now you can- so, yeah, and this one's interesting. And Drew, as a working father, I think you might appreciate this. So his previous album was a little bit more acoustic guitar type. And, well, he's, you know, he has kids and stuff. So what he would do is after he put the kids to bed, just like what you're doing now, is he'd sneak into yeah. into his studio and start doing things. So, you know, he can't be playing guitars and keeping his family awake during all hours of the night. So he did a lot of more kind of, uh, you know, um, not techno, but digital mu- mu- uh, music type things. So he's experiencing with that. So it's a little bit more psychedelic and stuff. So I'm super excited about that. You guys should go back it. He's already at $2,000. He's looking for $6,000. So just go chip in a dollar or two and we can make this happen because I'm super excited. He's still going to release the album no matter what. That's the great part. This is just right. so he can right. go get it mastered and mixed professionally and just take his music to the next level. So go back. Well, and, and the album that we got a couple of years ago was amazing. Like it's just fantastic. It just has this really good vibe and, and it's great music. Um, I, I pulled it out just a couple of weeks ago. I had it in my, in my drawer and I don't do that much with CDs and I felt it. And I was like, I had to rip this and put it into my Amazon like collection. Yeah. Love it. Love yeah, it. It, it. It's still one of my favorite albums. If I'm like having a stressful day and I just need to chill out, I pop it in and, Life is good. So go help Jason out. He's an awesome guy and he's making awesome music. All right, Drew. Time to uh, go on to our first project of the night. And so let's see. You educate college students. You you educate high school students now. So, yeah, right. That's right. so, so obviously the next step is for you to get to elementary school students, right? I've got um, a few in the house, so I should I should yeah, start on that. And and one of the things you know I love are robots way to be stereotypical kt but i love robots (laughs) um and i also think that learning how to program is a important life skill that people should learn even if you're not going to be a professional programmer just being able how to problem solve and go through those kind of steps and break out an algorithm is super valuable in life so our first project of the night is called the um, matata and it is a hands-on coding robot for kids ages four to nine so what's great about this is no computer is involved. You're not sitting in front of a computer at all, and you're learning how to program. That's what the great part about it is. So it, it's kind of a couple pieces. So first it has a little like camera dome thing and a placemat where you actually put these little pieces, which are your programming pieces, like, um, you know, go left, right, music. You know, there's musical notes. There's um, a whole bunch of different directions. You can even create loops. So it's like a repeat thing. And then there's a giant play button that you do. And once you hit the play button, it runs the program. And there's a little robot that you control. And the robot has kind of three different modes. So it has the adventure mode, which you can kind of have him go through an obstacle course. So you control the robot and how he moves along a map or just on the table. There's a musical mode where you can actually put musical notes. So they have like a do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti. Kind of, so it has a full chromatic scale that you can and make your own song. And then there's a drawing mode um, where I guess it's a pen or a pencil that's up below the robot and you control how he moves. You can draw pictures. So you like, you can put in the instructions and he'll draw a straw, a star or something. Yeah. Like, like classic. uh, Do you remember it was called logo? Like the little turtle that you'd be like, right? 90. Yeah. Yeah. Just basic program. So he will do that, but it'll actually have the little pen or pencil on the bottom of the, of the robot. Yeah. So it's these blocks and I swear there was an animated gif of that somewhere maybe it was a video um that shows you it drawing a star which i think is the coolest thing ever let's see right here this one right here so you see the um 
it has kind of instructions. So these have like angles. So turn on a 30 degree angle or turn 408 degrees. So that's teaching your kids geometry and angles. Yeah. Just yeah. by using these blocks. Um, and then there's like these repeat what I just wrote or like, and you can add them. So like repeat five times, repeat 144 times. So you see in the video, he's putting this instructions together and it draws out a star from the instructions. So it teaches your kids not only how to program, but how you can create <laughs> shapes and stuff from instructions. I, love it. Yeah. I, I love this and I love how like straight, simple it is. You don't have to just, you know, I mean, cause you've had kids and especially yeah. younger kids, getting them to sit still sometimes is hard. Um, even in front of a screen because you're like, all right, well, here's your command line. And if you type in left, this, you know, turtle's going to go left or right. Whereas you give them this, they have things in their hands. They can put stuff together and experiment with it. Um, I don't even have kids. And I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> I can't wait to play with this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> can I get it just because I'm an adult? Um, so what do you, what do you think about this? Cause I mean, your kids are about this age, right? Yeah, yeah, like this This is like, because of the block setup, there's some simple stuff that you can do with the six-year-old, um, and then, yeah, my 10-year-old could still, like, code and solve problems and, and figure out some of those more advanced things, and I think that, I think they've, they've geared it to the right age group, I'm talking, you know, they, I think four, four-year-old four enough, four to nine, like, yeah, it's pl- plenty to make things happen just by thinking through the process. What a great skill to learn, yeah. Yeah, and, and and I love it too, and you'll love this too. Is there's a um, <clears throat> how do I say this without infringing copyright? So there's a brick, and in parentheses they put minifig adapter. You, you can oh. you, you you can figure out what what. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love it and how they have all these different kind of blocks that you can use with it. So it's just not like one thing. Like I don't think I would have been as impressed if the only blocks they offered was just music. Or if the only blocks they included were um, the directions and stuff, but they have all of these because they have like the you know your con- your control blocks, um, your note blocks, and then on top of the note blocks they have these melody blocks which actually have note notes already pre-programmed into it. So when you actually put those down, it'll play a little jingle for you, and that like I love that because that teaches you a little bit more music theory because you could you know they can play around and see. Hey, can I make the song if I move this over here, over here, or have it repeat and stuff? Um, so, like that—that's what's great. And then they also have the number blocks, which allow you to repeat stuff, which is great. There's a random number generator. One of the blocks you can have it randomly generate numbers. <laughs> um, and then you have the angle modifiers and stuff. There's just so many, you know, so many different blocks you can use and program with. That I think is a great way to get. One, your kids entertain, but teach them a skill without actually having them just sit down in front of a computer and try to punch out 120 lines of code. Right, right, right. So, like, is would would this be a backtrack or sack for you? This is a back. This is absolutely back to me. I feel like what they've come up with here is, and we've seen lots of little robot games and things that that work like this. This one just has a really nice, tangible feel to it. So it's not like you have to have an app or an iPad attached to it. It's very simply like bricks and pieces and parts, you know, tiles that uh, can command a little robot. So I, I love this. Definitely a back for me. Yeah, th- this one's a back for me too because I just love the implementation and they've made it. They 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 found just the right age group for it to work with. So that's why I super super love this. Um, and if you have kids, really, that's like you don't you know just do this and 
I bet you it'd be great. You don't have to worry about them breaking a tablet or anything either when it's <laughs> sitting around because that's always a problem too. Um, all right, so that was kind of blocks for kids, right? So our next project is a cube because I, you know, when you're an adult, you gotta get more advanced, right? So, right, Drew, right. Drew, what is the cube for adults? This is this is like the the, the projects for the people that that always have to have one of everything with them, like me. Like I have in my backpack, the front pocket has an adapter of every kind. I, I carry around micro USBs, the mini USBs, the lightning, uh, everything. So it's all there. So the Wonder Cube is an amazing little project where they've come up with this one inch cube, right? So like just slightly larger than, than like a die that you would, you know, maybe gamble with or something. But the Wonder Cube with this one inch cube, it comes with all these things, like all the different sides. So it's like, I think it was like the fidget cube and, and how it was like all six sides give you something to fidget with. Mm-hmm. This is like this is like the smaller cube and all six sides give you something to like connect all your devices with. So it, it has um, the ability to be a phone kickstand. One of the sides it actually has micro micro suction you can put on the back of your phone and use it as a little kickstand. It has the um, the you can use a micro USB or um, lightning adapters and then the one side folds down as a usb adapter and so you plug that into your computer and plug the other side into your phone or device or whatever and it just charges right there on the spot but that's not all like on top of those like core things oh and there's a there's a usb c as well but on top of that there is a um there's a mini light, like a torch, mini torch. So you have a tiny flashlight that's on you there. You can tell these guys are either British or in Hong Kong because they use torch instead of flashlight. Because they say <laughs> torch, right? Yeah. Um, so, so those are like standard things that you'd expect. And, and even then, a cube with just those things, you see those on keychains all the time where it's just dangling off and it's like one side's normal USB and one side will you know charge my phone. I always have it with me. That would be like, okay, cool. You can put it in a cube form. But there's so much more. They've taken one of the sides and created a, a micro SD card reader inside of the cube. So when you flip out one of the sides that it will actually take a micro SD card that you can pop in. And when you pop that in, you have a way to like not only transfer files like off that micro USB, but you can use it to hold and store things. So again, your phone fills up, you pop it into like your uh, Android phone and transfer files straight into that micro SD card. It's like, hello. Like that's just, that's just cool. Um, then I uh, see what else is there. So that's, so there's the charging side, the transferring the file side, the kickstand, the torch. Um, and then the one that I think is, is crazy, but still kind of have merit is you can flip up one of the sides and there is, there's a port for a nine volt battery. Do you, have, do you have a shot of that? Like, see if you can find that on the page where they flip up. I don't know if it's a GIF or not, but they flip that up. Check that out. There is there's the the positive negative for nine volt battery, and you can jam a nine volt battery in there and charge your phone like on emergency status. And be like, ah, oh. like, I just I need to make one phone call. Right. I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking like, what are the chances I'm going to be carrying a nine volt around? Which, granted, that may or may not happen. But what astounded me was just what I started thinking about all the other things. I thought, you know, this thing is so uh, versatile that I think I would 
carry a nine volt in my backpack or in the car or something like I would just throw something in there. It wouldn't have to be on my person, but I would know that like if I, you know, I'd have the the ability to, to charge my phone off of a nine volt that was sitting around in, in my other places. I would probably put it in like my, in my glove box and maybe in the zipper of my backpack. They usually have those with me, but then on my keychain, I've got all the connectivity that I need to keep, you know, connect my phone to download things, to, to uh, move things around. It's all there, and I also have that nine volt. I would do. A, I would add a nine volt to my to my collection just because uh, I think this thing has so many like so much potential. So this is the the Wonder Cube Pro, the Mobile Essential in a one cubic inch. I just can't believe the compactness of it. I'm, I'm very excited. They um, they're only about seventy one percent to the goal, so they've got another twenty nineteen twenty days. And uh, they're about and, fourteen thousand out of twenty thousand. Yeah, and they're running a flexible goal, so it seems like you're gonna, no matter what, these are gonna get made, and you're gonna get it. Um, right. And right. Yeah. The the size is what has surprised me because I, I've noticed through the years I've slimmed down what's hanging off my keychain to the yeah. point to the point now I think I have a key fob to my office, my office key, my door key, and my car keys. I used to have I used to have like a giant like lanyard with all the stuff that was hanging off of it, and I've like stripped it down because I'm like I don't want these in my pockets all the time. So yeah. like, I, that's why you see a lot of these. Um, did you know EDC is a word now? <laughs> what does that mean? Everyday carry. EDC everyday carry. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this this falls into that categories, and the things about those is because usually you see like a multi tool. It's like a ten in one multi tool. You know, you can cut yeah. screwdriver and stuff. I see a lot of those, and I'm like, that's way too big for my pocket. And I yeah. don't, you know, sometimes I don't have a backpack around me because I'm not in school anymore. Um, so that's why I like this because it's so small. I like I I'd be willing, I'd be okay to have this sitting on my keys. I mean, especially with the light and stuff, which you can. I think, yeah. I think you use the USB to charge the light, right? Yeah, so, yeah, you have that the charge. And I forgot to mention, there's also a full on like flash drive. Yeah. Like transfer, like store stuff on this thing. Which, like, the, I mean, that's I'm thinking about. I'm like, I would actually use all of that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I would. Yeah. I would use all of that, and I actually felt bad because the other day somebody stopped by our office and they were like, "I'm desperate right now. Do you have an iPhone charger?" And I went to the dark side, and I don't have an iPhone. And I used to have a thunder. <laughs> I used to have a lightning cable in my bag at all times, and I had taken out because I'm like, well. Just not part it. of the EDC. Yeah, so I felt bad. If I had this, I probably could just take that off my keychain. Like, here, go use that. Yep. Um, yep. So, yeah, I really like it, and the price is actually not that bad. Um, yeah, for the early bird, like thirty-five bucks is a really amazing price. I think it was five bucks for shipping in the U.S., but still forty bucks for this. I bet it'll retail for over like seventy or more. Like, it's all it's all there. Yeah, so I I, I super like it. It's back for me. Is it a backtrack or sack for you? Uh, Totally back for me. I think that there's like it's just it's the whole package. It's, I think what got me was the micro SD card. It wasn't just all these connectors. It was still that flash drive, that storage, that transferability. Uh, that's that's it for me. That's I'm back. Yeah, I, the kickstand actually got me because I'm like, you know what? More than once I've been somewhere. I needed a kickstand. Didn't have one. <laughs> yep. You yep. know, I'm, I'm at lunch or something and just want to watch something on my phone while I'm eating. Can't do that most of the time, so that actually would solve it. And I should mention our last two projects tonight. So the Wonder Cube Pro and our next one, you guys voted for it. So 
always keep yep. an eye on at KickCast and Facebook.com forward slash KickCast because we do post polls. The reason why we're doing both of them is because they tied um, for both of them. You guys wanted to hear us talk about both of them, so we talked about both of them. Yeah. All right. So Thanks for that third one, go. Yep. So continuing our theme of squares and cubes, <laughs> this last one is kind of an important thing, but people don't think about it a lot. So, Drew, I know you like your sodas. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm guessing you like them cold, right? You don't drink them. Warm. I I do. In fact, I'll go out of my way to get to get cold drinks. Yes. Yeah. Um. And have you ever had that problem where you're like you're drinking the soda and you you have it in like a you know, uh, one of the cups with a straw and stuff, right? Um, if you if you notice, actually, the one I'm holding here, there's no ice in it. I purposely don't put ice in my drinks because I don't want them to be watered down when I get to the bottom. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I drink fast enough that usually I get through them. But <laughs> I hear you. Though. I feel yeah. them. I feel the pain. Yeah. Um. So this and plus, you know, when when it's watered down, it just doesn't taste good, right? Especially if, yeah. especially if you're using it. So. One of the tricks in the bartending world is to use clear ice um, because clear ice doesn't have any air trapped into it. So as the ice melts, it actually melts a little bit slower because there's no con- con- quote unquote contaminants. So it can actually stay as a cube longer. Um, mm. So it melts a little bit slower and it doesn't release air into your drink. And because depending on how clean your fridge is, um, it traps the smells and other stuff that may be lingering in, into your fridge. Um <laughs> That's why, like, I, I bet you, if you go to your fridge right now, you'll notice that your ice cubes are not clear. They're a little bit of, like, that white cloudiness. It's cloudy uh, white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's because there's air trapped inside. So our last project is called the Ice Made Clear. And you guys can guess it is ice that is made clear. So this is kind of a um, uh, uh, ice cube tray, I guess. Is I don't think that justifies, you know, that... <laughs> That gives it like, doesn't give why enough, is it so special? Yeah, like, yeah, but, clear ice. but it allows you to make clear ice. And the way that it works is they have this like huge system right here where you can make, uh, what is that, six to 12 ice cubes, depending on the size that you want. Um, and what it will do is it will actually make that clear ice. So it kind of keeps the air from getting trapped inside of the cubes while you freeze it. Um, so it's going to taste a lot more cleaner because there's no gas that dissolves into your stuff, which that's. That's an important thing if you're making drinks because it's mm. going to any of the air or any of the gases will make the drink taste funny. Um, so that's why you want to do that. It also melts slower. So you've heard of those guys who's like, I want to drink whiskey neat or this bourbon neat, right? That means without ice. Um, but some people like their drinks cold. The problem with that is you're going to have that watery sensation, especially if you only put like an ounce or two of thing in. So if it melts too fast, you're watering down your drink. Um, so with um, less surface area, there's less surface area because there's no air inside. So it's going to melt a little bit slower. So that way you can enjoy your drink and not have it super watered down. And the ice cube might even be there when you're done. Um, so, and <laughs> I like the last one. It looks cool. <laughs> it does look cool. <laughs> Which, like it's classy. Yeah. Because yeah, you look at that, you look at these pictures and you can see all the ice cubes and they look really cool. So, yeah. So I guess the jumbo makes uh the smaller cubes and the 6x makes 2 inch cubes, so it's 2 inch by 2 inch. Um Those are big cubes. And I I like it. It's easy. You fill it up just like a normal ice cube tray, throw it in, and then you take it out when you're done and you can repeat. Um it's pretty it's pretty, you know, standard, but 
it's just one of it's those little things. I, I've discovered that when it comes to making drinks and doing things like that, it's always the little things that differentiate with what you're making and just what somebody else is making. Um, Drew, would you see yourself doing this? I know you don't drink, so uh, would you see yourself like wanting to throw this into some of your sodas and stuff? Kind of though, because I kind of would love to to just see that ice that last longer. I love the clear look of those smaller cubes, and I think it would just it would just feel. I don't know. There would be a satisfaction, I think, to having a very clean, pure. I mean, it's the same water, but there's something special about this. Like, I, I yeah. think the stunning, the stunning would put me over the edge, and I'd be like, "That looks stunning." Yeah. And I would do it just if it was me alone. I'm stunning. Look at me. I'm amazing. Shaking my my root beer with my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I love it. Yeah, I, and I love how they've designed it too, because it's it's a fairly big container but they've designed it so you can have two sitting next to each other inside a fridge um so you can make the maximum amount of ice since you know making ices stuff like because i believe if for like all the fancier places you have to use pretty expensive gear or it's pretty involved to get the clear ice um i know what happens some places where they do the chipped ice they'll just buy giant ice cube blocks from, from from places and there's literally a guy in the back just chopping up blocks with chainsaws um all right so that is ice made clear is this a backtracker sack for you Uh, this is back for me as well i feel like there's just something classy and clean uh about these clear ice cubes that i can't and i love to entertain right so i love i would love to be like hold on let me get your drink could you see that ice did you see how clean that ice is yeah i mean mean, yeah it's just that little extra flair sometimes you're just like i want to do that um so that is the ice made clear all right, now it is time for our sack of the week. And so this project, uh, I actually don't think the project is that bad. Still think it's wonky, but so let me ask you, Drew. You have kids. They go outside. They were they they rough, they're, they're roughhouse, right? Oh my gosh, do they? Yes, they always do. <laughs> yeah, so occasionally, sometimes the roughhousing, they get hurt, and then you got to put a bandaid on them. So. Ever. Whether they get hurt or not, they have to have a bandage. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's just like a badge of courage around here. Did you get the My Little Pony bandages or? or <laughs> yeah, we have them all. Princesses, princesses abound. <laughs> yeah, but so I, I think you probably just had this situation before. You know, your little girl, she's crying because she's hurt and stuff. You're trying to get the bandage off, and then you can't open the stupid little container thing, right? Uh, or the little, little plastic wrap that they have oh, the around plastic the bandage, yeah. Yeah. to get it. So um, they've created what they call the strip or the stripe pop, I guess, or the strip op, the strip op. And it's, a, it's a device to open your bandages. Hold on. What you're telling me is that the strip op is a device that like will peel open this, the little, the little paper tab. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take off the inside tabs. It's just the sterilized <laughs> wrapper. How exactly? So right here, there, there's an anime gift. You see, it's it's almost like a uh, um, tongs. Wait, one of our one of our stacks of the week has an animated gift. Yeah, like that's a step up. It's it's a step up. So, like I said, I don't think the idea is too bad. The reason why this made it to the sack of the week is um, for two reasons. Uh, I'm watching the video and it's riveting. Yeah. The, so, like the idea is not bad, but the part that got me is. When you scroll down, cause how he writes this thing. I mean, there's no, like, if you don't watch the video, you really don't know what's going on because 
There's a prototype, Gary. Then there's the about. First thing you see is an animated GIF. And then it says, um, strip op, splits open, bandages strips. And then there's another animated GIF. Opens big ones, too. And then, you know, trash bags. And then runs oh. with alcohol and water. And then there's a plus sign for some reason. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't. Yeah, and then there's like 100% recyclable who doesn't, and then another plus sign, and then here's what I'm able to offer, um, three for ten. with Three little clippy pinchers. You know, and then this is the weird part. So it's on Gadgetfly, except when I try to click it, nothing happens. Oh, it's got um, a link. And then the picture of the team so far, it's a picture of this dude, and then there was just stuff I didn't want to read over here. <laughs> just you know wait wait think motron activated just stated in my prototype slash basement utility room i was pondering yeah oh by joe i got bandages what this is a this is like a, a trip down his like thought process for creating this thing yeah like, but like it's written but, in a narrative form yeah the whole process seems like that so i wasn't a fan of that i'm like oh okay i can get that this is where like I'm, I know this is a first-time project creator, first time making product, and trying to sell it to the mass market too. Is under risks and challenges. It says I don't like risks, so I have elim- eliminated them. Okay, <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, that's a great first start. Do that. So and it's like I, I I've set up to manufacture the devices in my shop, but if I receive enough orders, I will find a larger manufacturer to help fill the orders. And if I receive enough to unlock my biggest stretch goals, then we'll be funding a manufacturing facility and creating jobs. Like that's where you lost me. Like <laughs> you don't have a plan B. So if this does blow up, you don't have a timetable what you're going to do and i can ob- i can tell you obviously have not worked with large manufacturers before or create a product cuz as much as risk adverse you can be you only can minimize your risks there's always going to be some inherent risk somewhere so no, just own- i don't like them i got rid of them yeah. so just own own up to it saying hey the lathe in my my 3d printer or the lathe in my shop could go down so that may cause delays you know be realistic on what can happen um and that's that what that's what drew me, drew me off. And then in the comments, because you can tell he didn't think about this, somebody actually said no international shipping. So then he's like, "I'm glad to ship anywhere, but I wasn't sure how much shipping will cost." Big red flag with you and me. Yeah. Huge yeah. red flag. You always think about this before you launch a project. And then he's like, "Where in the world would you like to add me as a shipping destination?" And the second one, there we go. International shipping now available. So he enabled it. I certainly don't want to harbor my technology, but feel free to hoard um, strip ops yourself. And then mm. next one, gee whiz, is that really, it's really that expensive to ship a package internationally, like $100 per continent? I'm going to keep looking. P.S. Canada's only $35. <laughs> That's a lot when you can get three for 10. You're paying almost three times the price just to get it shipped to Canada. That's really funny. That's um, really, this is just really funny that, that that's the conversation. Yeah. But I got to tell you. Yeah. That, like, and he has a $10 goal and he's had yeah, two he's already backers. Made his goal. He's already made his goal. What is his tier? Does he have a tier? Um, so he has a three and then he has the 315 if you want to get a hundred of them. Oh, okay. um, so like I'm, I'm taking years to build it. So I'm like trying to do the math on that. A hundred for three hundred and fifteen. So three hundred and fifteen 
divided by a hundred, right? That makes him three dollars and fifteen cents each. But he also yeah. has one for ten dollars divided by three, so you're only saving fifteen cents, but you gotta buy ninety more. The bulk stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. I get you. I get you. Wait, and this super backer isn't isn't one of the tiers. Like it's a zero backer on both tiers, yeah. but some <laughs> so, so, so he just like you know, I bet you the one dollar he put himself in and then you know, somebody backed another ten but didn't pick a reward. Dude, I am backing it right now. I am backing a stack of the week right now. <laughs> Are you going to pay for the three dollars shipping? So it's going to cost you thirteen dollars. Thirteen dollars. I am going to get one. You going to get one of these? Yep. I'm going to. I want <laughs> the little clippy thing, and I'm going to put it. I don't know where I'm going to put it, but I'm going to do something with one of these three things. <laughs> you're going to use back. it. To, you're going to use it to open garbage cans or, gar- or trash yeah. bags. <laughs> I, I maybe that's what it will. it'll be. The trash bags. That I use because I think that's what I would. That's what I need. That's it. That's it. Yeah, like like I, I said. It. Yeah, like like I said. I don't think the project is bad. I just think the. Well, I don't think the idea is bad. It's just the implementation is a little wonky on this page. You know. I don't. I, you know. But there it is. I. Yep, you are backer number three, and, and I just I just saw an orange. It says it says twenty four dollars. It was at eleven. Now it's at twenty four dollars. He is going to have himself the greatest night right now. Like he- <laughs> uh, so I, I think that for, for one of our stacks of the week, it's surprising, but there's, there's something about him that, uh, you know, I, I feel like there's something about the really cool sticky edges that I will find another use for somewhere. Yeah. Like that's, that's the thing about our stacks of the week is they don't necessarily have to be bad projects. They're just, badly implemented crowdfunding projects and I mean, yeah, I hope you yeah. learn something from this and like i said he had a video for this so that's cool he does have animated gifts it was right just maybe that's why nothing. i did it the animated gif was like <laughs> you did it. but yeah it just part of it just didn't flow right to me and that's why it is and like i said i'm having a harder time finding just straight out bad projects anymore i think both kickstarter and indiegogo have started to do a really good job of floating mm-hmm. the good stuff to the top. So even if, you know, it's bad, it's still pretty decent stuff. Um, that and it's Thanksgiving. Nobody wants to launch a crowdfunding project over Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that is the strip op. Um, and sadly, that is the end of our episode tonight. Um, so if you guys ever have suggestions for sacks of the week, kick shouts, or if you just want to contact us and say, how can I be as sexy as Drew? You can shoot right, us right. an email, kickcast at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash kickcast. Or you can praise your, you know, you just praise Drew in public on Twitter at night20 for, for that beautiful man, or at ktdata for myself, or at kickcast. Um, we'll all see that. And you, I, I almost can guarantee you, if you just like say praise night20 or something, he might retweet it. I could probably share that with the world. <laughs> It's like this man is the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> uh, so, Drew, do you got anything to plug, or are you just getting ready to? No, eat? I, I'm ready for turkey. I'm ready for a nice weekend of nothing. I got to catch up with my grading before I really relax for the holidays. But I am sitting pretty right now. Nothing, nothing in the hopper. And as far as I know, I can just as soon as grades done, I can lean back and breathe a little more. <laughs> yeah. All right, so 
Hope you guys enjoy, and um, you guys will. We will be back in two weeks, which is December something, December fifth. Um, yeah, right. Um, which is uh, and that's going to be the week before I feed Drew lots of meat. That's right. We have a, a party going on. <laughs> We're going to have a party. So make sure you guys check that out. And so we always encourage you guys to watch live. There's always a lively chat room going on. Um, I think we may have shocked Rose Kitty. Um, Did she come back? It, it, she, she just put in shocked eyes. So oh, that's oh. All, all that. So we will see all of you guys in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.